Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby's about to leak up with us, and something I didn't discuss with Chris um, earlier this week was the hot rods. We, we've seen a couple of heats already, and putters are like, well, putters seem to be warming to these races as well. Obviously, they run in a, in a very quick time. And what do they, they run them in? Uh, just a, a tick over a minute. Um, I know the heat the other night that um, Loki won was 105.2, and the, the second heat of the hot rods, well, heat four it was, was roll on X. Um, it ran about similar time, 105.9. But Chris, uh, both both were favourites and um, racing active. Presented. Oh, both were favourites and, and got the money there. What did you make of the series yeah. so far? Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, no, so far so good. Um, I'm Loki. Has the quickest time of the four heat stage so far. We've got another two heat scheduled for next Wednesday night. This will keep building. The finals coming through. I think it's May 25 for memory. So. No, I, I think it's good. I think it gives options to, to the owners and trainers. Uh, it's, it's a great prize that's up for grabs, not only the prize money, but also the possibility of claiming that float as well if you if your horse can record the fastest time. And I'm Loki, he's got that mark. He He's still a, a fair way off the mark set last year by Adam Crocker, but uh, I still think that uh, there's a chance that they might even be able to better that mark as we get a little bit deeper into this series. So it's a question that, It'll be interesting to ask of Ryan when he joins us a little bit later to see if, as a pro punter, if he actually likes those uh, style of races. Yeah, and also we've talked about the innovations. They just need to be, you know, sort that out a little bit. There were a few technical dramas there the other night when they were talking to the drivers and so on. But the, as we know, the drone footage and all that so, sort of stuff is, is quite spectacular. And we've got um, Kate Butt on the line now from Albion Park. Chris? Well, we've got a huge weekend of racing coming up, Steve. There's 12 races here tomorrow night at Albion Park. So it's going to be a marathon program. It's APG Gold Bullion Race Night Finals for the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds. And Kate Butt, the membership and communications manager for the club, joins us now. Kate, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, we're sitting for a massive night of racing. Well, does this start a really busy period for the club? Because between now and probably right up until the end of August, it looks like we're going to have feature racing most weekends. Yeah, it's actually very, very busy. It's going to be chaotic with the carnival. We've got our new sales company launching and everything in between. So very, very exciting. Okay, so we've got a big card of racing tomorrow night, 12 in total. What's your best bet? Um, it looks like there's going to be some short price favourites at the creek tomorrow night. So I thought we might look for a little bit of value. I was taken aback with Black Sedan's race last start, sitting parked behind Deus X. He ran a great third, so I'm sticking with him to take out race one. Okay, so race one. He's number four for memory, isn't he, Black Sedan's? Yes, yeah. sure he is. Yeah, okay. So are we going to have more tips coming through via the club's social pages tomorrow? Yeah, most definitely. The Creek Albion at Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All right. Last weekend on course here, we've got the uh, marquee and there was a private party that was staged. It looked like there was plenty of fun had by all. They had live music and they were having a great old time whilst the race meeting was being held. If it, uh, listeners out there right now, how do they go about organising something like that? Yeah, that was a really fantastic night. It's very simple. Just contact me at the club. So pick up the phone or flick me an email. 
All right, okay. So it's very, very simple. Big nights are just around the corner. We've got a big night coming up tomorrow night. Kate, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There's Kate Bunt joining us, the communications and membership manager for the Albion Park Harness Racing Club. So it was a big uh, little party here last Saturday night, and uh, they were having plenty of fun taking in all of the on-course action, but providing plenty of fun on their own behalf as well. So if you want to have a party here at Albion Park, as Kate said, just pick up the phone and give her a call. Let's talk now, Steve, with Ryan Spice, and we can ask him his thoughts on the uh, the trot rods. We've had four heats so far. Ryan, as a, uh, a pro punter, do you like the concept of the trot rods? Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. Yeah, I love them. They're excellent. Do you like betting on them? Certainly do, yes. Um, and I've found that betting live on the race actually to be quite profitable so far. Mm. Well, as I said, favourites have a good a good record in the race, on in the heats, uh, Ryan. And also, there's, is it fair to say that there's horses in those races that are making up numbers? No disrespect. I think in these earlier heats, yeah, you could you can certainly make that argument, Steve. All right. Well, that's the trot rods. More trot rod action coming through next Wednesday night and for the next couple of weeks. Let's focus on the weekend and hopefully line our pockets. Where are we going, Ryan? For your best bet this weekend. Chris, I'm really keen on two runners down at Menangle on Saturday night. I'm really looking forward to the weekend's racing on the Eastern Seaboard. We've got all these APG finals, so lots of prize money on offer. My best um, is race four, number 10, our curl girls and lace. She's a high-quality mare who gets back to mare's grade this time. Her last start, she was midfield in the 150 Maxard Wagger Pacing Cup race. So she comes into this with hot form lines. Um, I think they got the market wrong here with Town Echo going up favourite. Come jump time, I think they'll swap in position. She'll settle back and come with one run, and I think she'll be too good. Okay, so race four, number 10. I'm hearing there's a possibility that she could be Brisbane bound for our carnival. A race like the Golden Girl is a, an obvious target for her, so she's got the class there. And uh, currently she's at $3, so there's some value there with our, cur- our, our cowgirls and lace. That's for Brad Hewitt. What else do you fancy tomorrow night at Menangle? Chris, if we move to the next race, we've got the Gold Bullion Series three-year-old final and we've got the My Ultimate Byron taking on Rip and I'm firmly in the corner of the Bernie Hewitt-trained runner here. I think the way the race maps is Byron leads and Rip gets to stalk him in the run. Currently a dollar eighty with Tab. I'm super keen that these two horses will fight out the race, but Rip will prevail. Okay, so you're with Rip there, and uh, there's a possibility that both of those horses could be headed to Brisbane for the carnival as well. My Alderman Byron and Rip, but you're with Rip, a dollar eighty. So that's a nice little multi there for those two uh, horses tomorrow night at Menangle. Three dollars about Alcal Girls and Lace, and a dollar eighty about Rip. Can I get your thoughts on some of these APG finals taking place tomorrow night at Albion Park? Uh, what, what are your thoughts uh, as we go through some of these features tomorrow night? There's four in total, four Group Two races. I think the markets that we have to play with are predominantly correct. Um, in the two-year-old Phillies race, Aurora Joy deservedly should be a very short price favourite. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the run, whether she gets parked again by Miss Fru-Fru or she gets waved on by. Um, she's certainly the horse to beat. I think, though, the one improver in the race certainly could be the Darren Weeks-trained runner in Mullum Ruby. Uh, she's currently $10 and two ninety with Tab. She does have to run top two, but from a place perspective, I think she's a, a worthy investment. 
Okay, so uh, Malam Ruby has a, a little bit of a, a hope there, but a raw rejoy the horse to beat. That's the two-year-old Phillies final. That's race six tomorrow night. We move across to race number seven. Uh, this one for the three-year-old Phillies, and it looks like Darren Weeks is set to dominate here. He's got the two uh, headline performers in Cat King Cole, Delightful Lou. Delightful Lou got the verdict last week. Cat King Cole um, messed it up at the start and took no competitive part, really. But how does this race play out tomorrow night? I think if Cat King Cole behaves herself, puts her best foot forward, she's certainly obviously going to be the one to beat. Delightful Lou looks clear second pick. Um, the other angle I like from this race, from an exotic point of view, is that Betty's Gold Class and Harley Blue, I think, will fight out third and fourth between them. So on the top end, you can play Delightful Lou and Cat King Cole and Betty's Gold Class and Harley Blue sort of into that third and fourth position, okay. and I think you'll come out on top. All right, looks fairly straightforward there. The two-year-old Colton Gelding's final, race nine tomorrow night. We've got a shorty here at my Alderman Jacko. He drew gate seven in the, uh, the heat last week. But he was able to get over the top of Rise Above All. Tomorrow night, he'll start from the inside. So $1.40, my Alderman Jacko, two sixty Rise Above All. Kabang, the only running, uh, given a bit of a, a knockout chance. He's at $7. But are you with my Alderman Jacko? Yeah, I am, Chris. The market looks spot on here. Um, Rise Above All will we'll have to park outside of my Ultimate Jacko. Um, that looks... Uh, it, it does look doable. But in the back of my mind, um, in the last couple of weeks, the price table have had a couple of horses scratched with a few minor things going on so that that makes it um i think that makes it all favors towards my ultimate jacko okay so my ultimate jacko there in the three-year-old colton gelding's final again we've got a shorty here tim's a trooper he delivered last week in the heat with the late scratching of speak the truth he draws well tomorrow night at dollar 22. uh i was really keen here to be thinking that Beach Magic might be able to turn this favourite over. It'll just be interesting to see how he gets driven, where he, whether he holds or hands. Um, but again, we'll wait to jump time, see what the odds are. Um, if Tim's a trooper, runs to the top, he'll certainly be the one to catch. Okay. Looks like there is going to be a, a number of shorties tomorrow night here at Albion Park. So good option for punters. Might be a, a couple of all-ups or multis. Yeah, I think so, Chris. Um, definitely anchoring in my ultimate Jacko um, the win and perhaps Aurora Joy as well and play with that. All right, good start. Hey, really appreciate the time as per normal on this Friday morning. Uh, best of luck across the weekend and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Ryan Spice joining us as he does each and every Friday morning. Darren Clayton's about to join us now to go through all of these features coming through. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. Uh, is that is that a fair call? There looks like there's going to be a few shorties here tomorrow night. Yeah, I think not only with those four APG heats, Chris, I think even some of the other races of uh, the barrier draws and just the, the line-ups that the, those fields have brought together, it does shape that there will be. Um, just with those four APG heats, I, I really thought the, the four favourites, and, and as can be um, with... Um, you know, with juvenile racing, especially these futurity juvenile races, you, you get the situation where they do come up short. And if you multi those four favourites up, which which I think are all pretty much over the line, um, you get around about the $2.75 mark. So that's probably not too bad when you consider they've all drawn well as well. You won't be relying on too much luck on any of those. 
Okay, so that's a dollar thirty-five. Aurora Joy, Cat King Cole. What was she? She was very skinny, wasn't she? She yeah, was uh, about a dollar twelve, I think. Yeah, and then you go into dollar uh, forty. My Alderman Jacko, dollar twenty-two. About Tim's a trooper. Yeah, and, that, and that's that not a bad up. option. Yeah, I, I think in terms of looking around the value, because outside of that, there's really not much there. You're looking at place value, and they're only small fields, so. Um, we copper scratching and we're, we're down to two um, two place dividends. So um, that was the way I was looking at it. And, and like I say, I think, um, you know, they're all high-quality horses in their own right that, it, um, you know, deserve their favouritism. you got Cat King Cole, who got it all wrong last time. So she's probably only the, the one risky one, but I don't think there'll be any issue this week. They'll have had uh, a week to sort her out, whether she was just a little too fresh, she was even in a bit of a mood before the score-up. She needed the uh, the clerk to get a bit of assistance there in the circle. So um, she was obviously a little bit stirred up. So this week, I, I can't see there being any issue. Just on that race and those two fillies, uh, Delightful Lou and Cat King Cole, are we certain that she's that far or that much better than Delightful Lou, Cat King Cole? Is Delightful Lou made inroads or... Or is there a fairly substantial gap between Cat King Cole and Delightful Lou? I think at the current point in time, um, certainly uh, two-year-old season, Cat King Cole was well and truly above. Um, Delightful Lou, I think she just might be a little bit more progressive this season. Uh, Cat King Cole might just be sort of plateau out a little bit more. Delightful Lou will certainly take big inroads into... And I know they've always had a good opinion of Delightful Lou. She was an expensive purchase, um, extremely well-bred um, out of the, the top mare Louvre. Um, yeah, I, I think she'll be the most progressive of those pair this term in terms of where they get to. Um, she certainly take big inroads on Cat King Cole, that's for sure. Okay. Well, the APG races, I'm, I'm curious to pick your brain about the open class race, which kicks off this big marathon program tomorrow night, 12 in total, but race one over the mile, and uh, this is going to be a very entertaining race. Um, the way that barrier draw has fallen, uh, it certainly favoured some, disadvantaged others, but how do you see race one tomorrow night? It's really interesting, Chris. Um I've sort of had a bit of a dive into the form. And if we go back about four or five runs ago for Blacks of Dance, he drew gate four, which he is drawn tomorrow night. Deus Ex drew gate six, the same barriers they have tomorrow night. That race was also over the mile. Deus Ex was driven hard off the arm. Blacks of Dance just took a little bit while to warm up. That was the race where um, Blacks of Dance actually got shortened up a bit by Deus Ex. Brendan Barnes just sort of probably didn't quite have enough clearance when he came across. Blacks of Dance was off stride and, and Brendan earned himself a little bit of a holiday for his trouble there. That race was won by Speeches Silver, who uh, came forward to, to sit outside Deus Ex and win. Now, since that run, Deus Ex has had another couple of wins. That win there last week, out on the front end, uh, Speeches Silver's won a couple of races since. Blacks of Dance hasn't, but his last two runs have been absolutely super. He had to sit park last week the week before where he made a bit of an error and then his middle half in that race was huge. I'm with Black Sedans this week. I think um, Pete McMullen will be a little bit more wary this time. I, I think perhaps last time he was just caught perhaps a little bit unawares of how hard Deus Ex came out. Um, and Deus Ex has obviously um, probably gone to, to another level since then. So he might be a little bit more prepared this time around. And I think if... 
Black Sedans gets to the front. Um, I've gone through his stats when leading. He's been able to lead in 18. We'll, we'll say 18, but it's probably 17. One of those runs was the, the run, two runs back, where he let Northview Hustler go to the front. So if we go with 17 times he's led in his races. He's won nine of those, and he's placed on a further eight occasions. So he's basically, if he leads, he runs top three. Um, I think he leads and wins that race tomorrow night. Okay. Um, I, I did speak with Shane Graham earlier in the week, and I did catch up with Shane on weekend winners. The, the RQ Handicappers organised Shane Graham and Grant Dixon for weekend winners this week. And uh, I posed the question to Shane. We've never seen LL Cool J driven for speed, not since he's been under the care of Vicky Rasmussen and Shane Graham. Is this the chance for them tomorrow night just to... To showcase his early speed because we know he's got it. He, he held Balraj in that feature race uh, probably what 18 months or so ago now. So, how do you think he'll be driven tomorrow night? Well, he, he certainly gets the opportunity to. He comes up with barrier three, so he draws inside Black Sedans, he draws three barriers inside um, Deus Ex. So, he certainly gets that opportunity to have a, have a good shot in that early stage. Um, you know, it, it could well be that this is the race where. They opt to, to have that shot. Um, he's certainly going well enough. There's, hasn't had a decent barrier for some time. So, you know, he, it could be the, the fly in the ointment for some of those drawn wider if they do do opt to have a good crack because, um, like you mentioned, he has shown previously he's got that speed there. So um, Tommy Lincoln might just have other, mm. other ideas on that as well. Tommy Lincoln's a, a quick beginner, so they might not be prepared to take a sit on... Um, on LL Cool J, I don't know. I guess it certainly makes it a very interesting affair. And these free-for-alls, week in, week out, they're just um, they're just throwing up not not only a different winner, but the races have been really entertaining as well. It's not like they've been, um, you know, just whoever draws the best barrier leads and wins. Well, yes, Deus Ex led and won last time, but it was still a good contest. Yep, no doubt. And I think this race tomorrow night is going to be a very good contest. We've got crunch time in the mix as well up from Sydney for trainer Ricky Elgin, but uh, that's a really tough draw over the mile. So uh, a very good race to start the program. Uh, what is your best bet coming through tomorrow night? Yeah, there's a couple I'm keen on. Um, but my best bet is actually in race number eight, and it's horse number two, Girl from Oz. Um, this mare, she's had eight starts since she's been in Queensland. No luck at all with the barrier. She hasn't drawn closer than gate five in those eight starts. Still managed to win and place in, in quite a few of those. She gets the, the big gate advantage this time. Um, she was up against it last time. She took on an APG mare's heat. That was won by Jasper, who um, controlled it from the front and just turned into a sprint home. So anything chasing was always facing a task. Girl from Oz only beaten seven metres on that occasion. The improved barrier, where she gets to. She's a she's a good quality mare, this mare. She's a group winner down in Sydney and uh, the gate she comes up with, she's going to be mighty hard to stop and that's why I've marked her my best. Race 8, number 2, Girl from Oz. Okay, so Girl from Oz and I have uh, had it confirmed that she won't be heading to Sydney next week to, to contest that APG uh, mare's final there, but Jasper, who you just mentioned, is going and uh, Auntie Biller is going to remain in Brisbane so it looks like Jasper will be the only representative for Queensland next week in those APG finals down there. Love your work, like, with a stay here as well. So that's the best bet. That's the last leg of the quaddy. Speaking of the quaddy, can you throw some numbers at me? Yeah, 
um, in that first leg, so race number five. Um, this is a really high quality race. I'm really looking yeah. forward to this. This is a this is a final. Um, the heats run at uh, Redcliffe Albion Park. Um, I've got seven What's Up Sunshine on top. He's got to overcome the map. Adam Crocker loves to roll out in front. And uh, just talking about those trot rods earlier, it, it's great to see that horses. There used to be a little bit of a conception that uh, horses wouldn't go on with it if you lit them up in those trot rods races. I think that uh, has been put to bed that that's not the case. We saw Scooby win last week at Trot Rods. He won on Wednesday night, just a normal race. So that's great to see. And Adam Crocker, he comes up with gate one in this race tomorrow night. So what's up, Sunshine's got it all ahead of him. I think he is up to the task, but Adam Crocker is certainly the one to beat. Cashed up, if they go too hard up front, I thought what's up, Sunshine probably has to sit parked. Cashed up's probably the one that's tucked in behind. Or Letitiaire, he'll certainly be getting a gun run in behind Adam Crocker. So he is certainly up to taking his opportunity as well. So I think we can play wide, well, wider than the, the legs coming up anyway and play one, two, seven, eight. I think either of those four win that race, depending on how that works out. The second leg of the quarter, happy to go one out with number four, Aurora Joy. She'll be fit up from her run in the prelude of this series. She was never in danger in there. And, and listening to Gemma Hewitt speak yesterday with you, Chris, where she said um, that Aurora Joy has settled in well and trained on well since that win. So that being uh, the case, Aurora Joy looks too hard to beat there in that leg. The third leg, race seven, racing to the two stable mates, Delightful Lou, Cat King Cole. They both draw poorly, six and seven, but... Um, they're, they seem to have a big class advantage over their opponents. And um, Delightful Lou certainly up to making the, uh, the creating the boil over. Uh, she did last week, but that was only because Cat King Cole obviously didn't score up. But um, the winner is either of those two. And then in the final leg, my best bet there, Girl from Oz. So happy to go one out with her. Um, if you wanted to play some insurance, perhaps throw in number one, Better Romance, or number eight, Blaze Coops. But um, I'll be playing it one out with number two, Girl from Oz. Like we mentioned, plenty of short price favourites tomorrow. Play the quaddy skinny and, and play some of those mouldies pretty skinny as well. But that said, there might be some shorties. There's some top-class horses going around. Yeah, absolutely. So just repeating those quaddy numbers, one, two, seven, eight, the opening leg, four only, then six and the seven, Two only. Grand total, $8 for 100% of that quaddy dividend. You do the dashboard each and every week for the RQ website. What can punnels look forward to this weekend? Yeah, well, um, due to a bit of the info that we've mentioned there, and um, I thought race five looked a good uh, trifecta race to play, that first leg of the quaddy. Um, I thought if you go one and seven, I'll actually box up the numbers, one, two, seven, eight in your, in your trifectas and first fours. I really think those four will battle out the finish. So um, that's the exotic play. Um, Pete McMullen, he's the driver to follow this week. He gets Blacks a Dance in race one. We see Uncle Shank return from a, um, a, a campaign where he went down to target the Chariots of Fire. It, uh, it didn't get past the Hondo Grattan Sprint. He had a few issues there. He's back. He's trialled well. Comes up with gate seven, but uh, he's there. He's got Adam Crocker. He's got some girl somewhere got Hemsworth who looks a good chance in that consolation of that uh, sprint race and he's got Majestic Simon in the trot a couple of others in there as well so big night for Pete McMullen um, yeah the, all that information's there and it's available now on the RQ website
Okay, so you can check that out right now. And as I said, uh, with weekend winners, Shane Graham and Grant Dixon, they're the two drivers in focus for this Saturday night. They've got some key drives as well, just like Pete McMullen, as you highlighted there. A lot to look forward to. 12 races tomorrow night. Action starts at 5.14. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be an absolute uh, great night. And make sure you take a pack of strepsils, Chris. <laughs>